Welcome to Google Explorations. I am your host, Tony Peters. Today, we are taking a look at 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 11, and this is on settling disputes among the church. And uh, putting this verse and section into context is a lot of people really want to take this out of context. Uh, and I'll read one verse in particular that they do take out of context. Uh, this section reads, when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the righteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you competent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to you, uh, to your shame can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers but brother goes against uh, goes to the law against brother and that before unbelievers to have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you why not rather suffer uh, wrong why not rather be defrauded but you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers or do you not know that the righteous unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral, nor adulterers nor, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, and you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. So I had a friend of mine who asked me the other day about 1 Corinthians 6, and he was taking a look in particular at verse 2 of this, uh, where it says, Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And he was kind of confused about this and wanted uh, more context, uh, wondering what this was meaning for him as a believer, as it seemed contrary to what we always say that, that we're not supposed to judge other people. And uh, I told him here that he couldn't just look at at this one verse. He needed to look at the verses before it, the verses after it, and the section that it's placed in so they can provide proper context and prevent the misuse of scripture. As we see this happening with so many cults or branches of Christianity that end up going off course, uh, and this really comes down to the devil's favorite line, but did the Bible, or God, really say? Uh, the devil uses this line so well to deceive people and deceive the church and cause division in the church uh, just because people are taking a verse out of context. Uh, so whenever you're taking a look at scripture, always look at the verse before, the verse after, and the section it's in so you can grab a full context. Sometimes you need to read the chapter or the chapter before, the chapter afterwards. So really when you're looking at the Bible, you really need to do some digging and really get a taste for what it's actually saying and not just taking one verse and looking at one verse because you can interpret one verse to be a complete wrong meaning just like you can take a quote from someone who's speaking and twist their words into meaning basically whatever you want it to mean so for this verse in particular we take a look at that first corinthians 6 and we go in a broader scope 1 to 11 not just verse 2 uh, so, I had to do what my favorite Bible school instru teacher instructed me to do, uh, and that is take it back to the original Greek or Hebrew, uh, and in this case, judge or krino 
also means to rule or to govern. Now I'll come back around to why this is important a little bit later, but when we expand past verse 2, this is talking about a very specific kind of judgment. Uh, this is where disputes within the church uh, and these brothers and sisters were taking each other to court outside of the church. And this was really dividing the church. It was looking really bad for the church. It's hard to get people to come into the church when you as a church are divided yourselves. And uh, it, makes, it makes it really hard to uh, spread the gospel, spread Jesus' love to other people when you're not showing love within one another uh, at the church level and the body of Christ level. So with these disputes, uh, they were taking it to the authority uh, outside of the church and placing it in the hands of those who did not believe in the one true God or Yahweh. And they were taking away from the authority that God gave to the church. They were really uh, just not acknowledging the authority that God gave the church, the authority that God gave other believers in each other's life and it was they were losing the the love for one another really is what was happening uh, so by doing this they were basically spitting in god's eye they were showing that they did not trust god to resolve their disputes and they're giving their fellow and brothers uh, brothers and sisters uh, the wisdom to resolve the dispute and issue god gave us that wisdom he gave us that love that we can come alongside each other and help each other out. Uh, and we can even take a look and say, uh, I, you, I think you're sinning in this area. How do we fix this? And that's not saying that we think that we're better than the other person. That's just coming alongside them in love and saying, how do we fix this? How do we resolve this issue? And if you have your own issue that you're dealing with, come alongside other Christians and be like, can you help me with this? And this boils down to a faith issue where we really need to look at the true judge uh, and we need to recognize the approach of the true judge and what he's asked us to do, to come alongside each other so that we can resolve issues and not be judgmental of each other but come alongside each other in love and this will really spread out and have a ripple effect where it's going to help with our own resulting actions and the actions of other people it's going to help them be done peacefully and lovingly uh, and we need to remember that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God as Romans 3:23 says and when we take that verse and apply it to this section in scripture, we see that we are not better than the other person in the dispute we are resolving or the action of a fellow believer of Christ. Uh, we're no better. We are equal. There is no pyramid of sin. We are equal in our sins. We have all sinned. It's just coming to the Lord Jesus Christ in a heart of repentance. That's the difference. Now, when we take a look here, we need to remember that this brings an attitude of humility. That's what we're approaching this one with, is humility, not with pride. And that's both with the person who's approaching and the person being approached. Uh, 
and handing these matters off to God is important. Uh, and so is praying about how to respond. Uh, and you make a judgment. Uh, we need to really pray about these things before we go and approach anybody. Uh, when we're approached, pray before really responding because the first knee-jerk knee response as a human is to respond in anger. Uh, so the key is making sure this is done with love, grace, and humility, and putting it back in God's hands and not in the hands of falling man. Ask God to help in this situation and let the Holy Spirit guide how we respond, how we handle this. God will judge us in our final days after his wrath has been poured out on the fallen world. While we're on earth, we are not to let our disputes among believers go to be determined by the ungodly. We need to resolve these issues amongst ourselves with the direction of God through his leaders. He has put in place of the church. So that's pastors, elders, deacons, uh, if necessary. Uh, or try to take a step back and think about how God would want us to react in the situation. This is preferable before taking it to leadership. It is not therefore giving us permission to judge the actions of each other in a prideful, holier-than-thou attitude. We are to approach every situation with love, grace, mercy, humility, just as Jesus did with us, as exemplified in so many sections of the Gospels and throughout the Bible and in his sacrifice on the cross. And now we can go back and take a look at the context of the Greek meaning of krino, or to rule or to govern. And this section would then read, Or do you not know that the Lord's people will rule or govern the world? And if you are to rule or govern the world, are you not competent to rule or govern in trivial cases? Our translation reading, judge, is where the confusion ends up lying within. We're not judging other people or the world around us. God has granted us the authority to rule over almost everything in the world. Uh, and that's Genesis 1.28 where we find that. Uh, and as rulers of the world, through God's authority, we should settle our minor disputes amongst believers within the church, not within the courts of ungodly man. A humble heart coming from a place of love, grace, and mercy, as we've mentioned, along with prayer and meditating on the scriptures will provide clarity on how to resolve these issues. And I can't stress the prayer and scripture reading enough in this situation or in any situation you have in life. Uh, and this will show us how to react, uh, how we should be responding, or even how we're supposed to approach other people. Uh, when not resolved amongst ourselves, we then turn to the religious leaders, still within the church, never leaving the church. It is also key to note that I had to research this section here uh, where it references angels. This is simply saying that being created in God's image, we are going to be given a higher place in heaven than angels, so we will rule or govern over them. We're not judging the actions of angels. That's still God's place, God's authority. Uh, nowhere in this passage actually gives us the right to judge our fellow man in the way that we use the term in our English society. 
ultimate judgment is reserved for God and God alone. And James 4.12 says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? This section simply refers to resolving issues within the church. It would not apply to judging a homosexual or their lifestyle or someone who has an abortion uh, or things like these. Uh, we can disagree with their actions and through God's word show that their action is indeed sinful in God's eyes. And it is. It is sinful in God's eyes. But so are many of the actions that we take on a day-to-day -day basis. We lie. We cheat. And we even tell half-truths. That's still a lie. Or lusting within your heart. It's still a sin. And when we approach through grace, love, and mercy uh, and humility, that was shown to us by Jesus Christ. We do not take and embrace their lifestyle or choices, but we recognize that as sinners, we're no better. Our goal in interacting with these matters should be to glorify God in our response, to show them that we are not condoning their actions. We're not going to give them a place of authority in the church. They cannot lead the church. They cannot be elders or deacons in the church. They cannot even be members of the church, but they can attend the church. And through that, show that God loves them and wants them to repent of their actions and their lifestyle and turn to Jesus Christ as he is the only one that can wash them clean. This is the difference. We are sinners, but we have come to the Lord with a heart of repentance. We've asked for forgiveness. We've asked him to free us of the bondage of our sins. And that is how we become members and active members in the body of Christ. And after that action and lifestyle has been changed and turned back to a life that God wants you to lead, so turn away from homosexuality or murder or stealing or um, cheating or committing adultery, any of these things, turning away from those actions and coming to the Lord, admitting them to the Lord, admitting that we are sinners, we can't do it on our own. We need God's help to help us get through this situation, to overcome addiction, uh, overcome our lifestyle, or any of the challenges that we face in life. We need to come to the Lord and ask for that forgiveness, for he has given us that as a free gift. We just have to take it. We just have to accept that gift of love. And it was love, and God's love comes through the choice we're given the choice to follow him. He doesn't force us to. We are given the choice to follow him. That is love. And yes, with love comes some trials. With love comes some pushing out of a particular comfort zone. And correction. Correction is always a part of love. Your parents, if they love you, will give you correction in life. They will not just let you do whatever you want. They will come alongside you and they will tell you, you are wrong. You are saying something wrong. You're acting wrong. You need to fix this or there's consequences for your actions. So when we recognize and acknowledge our own fallen nature, it's the best way to approach with humility. Acknowledge that Jesus Christ washed us clean of our sins, taking away our guilt and shows that we do not think of ourselves as holier than thou. 
we are no better, but we do love you enough to recognize an area that we maybe can help you in, an area that we can come alongside you and help you to seek God and seek God's guidance and to change from that lifestyle of sin, to change to a lifestyle where God wants you to be, not a lifestyle where you yourself are placing yourself over God and over the will of God and overcoming that line that the devil likes so much. But did God with the Bible really say? If you have not committed your life to Christ, I would encourage you to do so today. If you're struggling in an area and you really need help figuring out how to overcome that area, come alongside another Christian and ask them for help. Reach out to them. Make sure it's someone you trust, someone you respect in the church, or another believer that you respect, and just ask them for help. Ask them to pray for you, to show you in the word how to respond, how you can change, to help you change, and pray. Pray to the Lord and read the Bible yourself to try to get his guidance in that situation. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. In today's section, we looked at 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 11. And this is about settling disputes in the church and how we are to really settle these disputes within the church and not going to the law outside of the church. And we first try and resolve it amongst ourselves. And then if we cannot, then we go to the rulers of the church rather than taking it outside the church so that we can be sure that we are setting the proper example for society and culture and how we should be acting in a godly way rather than acting in the way that the devil would prefer us to act, which is to divide and break up the church and break up fellow believers in the body of Christ. If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.